It's time for the Live, Shop, Work, and Play radio show and podcast. Interesting people, open conversations, and topics worth talking about. And now, your host, a Georgia Bulldog fan and graduate, a smart real estate investor who learns the hard way, and a radio talk show host. You never know what he's going to say. Joe Mullins. Hello, Florida. This is Joe Mullins, and welcome. Guys, I want to welcome the Attorney General of West Virginia, Patrick Morrissey, who is currently running for governor of that incredible state. Patrick, welcome to the show. Hey, it's good to be with you. Thanks so much. i got to ask you a question. So I was in Atlanta last week. I stumbled one block over from my hotel, and there was the Fulton County Sheriff's Office. Mm. It had media everywhere. It was chaos, police officers everywhere. And I walked up to one of the officers, and I said, what do you think about this? And he goes, this is a sham. And he said, we should be out here doing our job. We're, we're being tied up on something that is ridiculous. And I thought about this. Wouldn't that money be best suited to help with services and programs for the homeless to get them off the streets, to give the cops and the police officers and other first responders the money and the equipment and the tools they need to keep crime down? I mean, Atlanta's crime is soaring while they're prosecutor is focused on a Republican candidate for president. You're you're attorney general. How do you stop this stuff? How how does this stuff happen? So it seems as if the other side and some of these folks, they're so hell-bent on doing a political prosecution for the ages that they seem to forget that there's a lot of real crime that's going on. These guys want to defund the police except when it means going after the leader of the opposition party who's actually going to be the Republican nominee for president. This is the scene at every single level. And I think that's important for all of your listeners to know that at its core, this is defective, all of these, because when your motive is unpure and you're willing to uh, just do anything imaginable in order to go after someone and and prosecute them because of their politics, that's a serious concern. And so I agree with you. They should be focusing more on violent crime and getting drugs off the street. Quite frankly, the Biden administration needs to be getting all the fentanyl off the streets. I know we're going to talk a little bit about that uh, in a bit, but um, I've been deeply disturbed because, you know, this gives a bad name to banana republics in terms of these theories of charges and indictments and how they're going forward and doing it. And it's been really discouraging. And it's not the first time we've seen this happen. Uh, but I, I think that we have to stand up and speak out against it. That's what I'm certainly doing. And there are many better uses of resources for law enforcement to keep crime off the street and to protect our people. Uh, but I don't know that some of these folks behind this seem to care because they're willing to let kingpin murderers and other people, they're, they're not pursuing them with the same level of vigor of someone who they have to come up with these charges over. You know, it's funny because the, the mood around Atlanta and the city part in Fulton County is defund the police and let's cut the funding and, and hold back. We don't need them as much. Yet when a Republican who's never committed a violent crime, never been accused of a violent crime, comes in, they use massive amounts of taxpayers' dollars for resources and create a, sh- uh, a, a circus show. And my concern with that is 
this is becoming the tool of the, the liberal, the far left, to be able to attack conservatives and, and using the justice system. And is it going to stop? Where does it go from here? How is you in a, how, how does an attorney general in a state keep that from happening? I think what you have to always realize, I know that there are some people that will go up on the air and start saying, well, now that the other side has done it, it's up to the Republican district attorneys and the AGs to fire back and go after people and in a seemingly mindless manner. That's the absolute wrong approach. The correct way to do it is when always follow when there's evidence of wrongdoing. If there's wrongdoing by a Democrat or Republican, you go after it and you're vigorous about it, and you're fair under the law, but you do not pursue someone and prosecute some of them because of their uh, political ideology or their party affiliation. And I think it's important that all these Soros attorneys that seem to take a blind eye to real crime, but they're willing to go after folks because they're more conservative, that's got to come to an end. And number one, we're going to have to beat these people at the ballot box. Number two, we need mechanisms to eliminate these people from the positions and remove them like we've seen in certain types of states. The answer is not, though, simply say, well, you got our guy. We're going to get ours. Because the truth is, first of all, Republican AGs don't have the um, same authority as the district attorneys to do a lot of this. I know we have very limited criminal jurisdiction. And then the DAs, um, they need to always be a model for doing this the right way. And then we should use every other tool to get rid of these terrible prosecutors that I think are bending the law for political advantage. Well, you know, our governor in Florida just fired a prosecutor in Orlando who was not prosecuting a murderer. And the murderer came back. She actually blamed it on the police, said that they didn't do it properly. The investigation wasn't properly and she let him go. And he murdered someone a week later. And so the governor came in and said, this is not you're not going to attack our law enforcement. He removed her from the position. The lady was insane uh, in, in her beliefs and stuff, but he removed her. How is this? If you notice this trend, it's happening in liberal cities. And I'm shocked it's happening in Georgia, but everybody knows Fulton County is one of the most liberal counties uh, in the country. But, you know, what do you do? As you're you're running for governor, you're going to be West Virginia's next governor. I've heard incredible things about you from the ambassador, Carla Sands, from many different Republicans, Senator Scott, talking about you are the guy that can keep West Virginia uh, just conservative in a true American uh, state and counties. Um, what what would you do as governor to be able to stop this trend? And then I, I would like to shift to the drug issue and talk about that, because that's going to hit us all. It's Look, hitting us all. I, I think one thing that we should have is the ability of prosecutors are not doing their job. They need to be fired. Number, I mean, just period. If, and that's important that people do their jobs. They uphold the law and they're going after crime when it exists. And so I would welcome opportunities to make sure that there's accountability within the system. Now, West Virginia we have a lot of good prosecutors and I think most of them are doing their job. So you're not seeing the, the same kind of nonsense that you're seeing in a lot of the other states. But I think that there always has to be accountability and you can't just allow these prosecutors to just keep ignoring and sweeping things under the rug the way we've uh, seen it in recent years. So as governor, we're going to be 
uh, very aggressive to enforce our laws and to make sure that uh, people know that you can't get away with things and everyone's going to be treated the same under the law. That's absolutely going to be the case. And I'm very proactive and aggressive and I go after people when they break the law, period. Uh, we don't have much original criminal jurisdiction, of course, but on civil matters, uh, there's no safe haven. Everyone's treated the same. And the more as governor, you can message that. The more as AG, you message that. Or as a prosecutor, you message that. That's what is one of the fun, fundamental building blocks for our nation, the rule of law, and keeps our constitution strong. Now, you talked about fentanyl and the current administration's policies on fentanyl and how it's growing out of hand. I, I've got concerns, and I know the listeners have concerns, of a, of a federal um, leader, a federal group, which is the Democrats in the White House, um, addressing fentanyl when they find cocaine just recently in the White House, and they brush it under the rug. And, and if you've noticed, there's no stories, no nothing. It's almost like they're, they're promoting, and the agenda is to make these drugs legal, to make them not become a big issue. And when you find them, just kind of turn your head and go the other way. You as a, a prosecutor, and you as a family man, you as a father, and you as our next uh, West Virginia governor, how do you feel about that? Well, look, I think this administration has had its priorities completely wrong. And when I see the amount of fentanyl that's on the streets and it's avoidable, and I know that many people are dying because of the reckless incompetence of this Biden administration, we have to clamp down it. I've called for listing fentanyl as a weapon of mass destruction for some time. I've called for more prosecutions from Merrick Garland's uh, attorneys. I actually don't think that it's coming from the, the line level prosecutors who want to prosecute and go after it. I think that you have weakness at the top of the justice system. That's terrible. I've also called for Tony Blinken to focus on China because China is sending the raw ingredients our way and that it gets packaged the Mexican drug cartels. It then floods across our border, ultimately makes its way into West Virginia where people are dying in droves. Number one uh, ranking in the nation for fentanyl drug death overdoses. That is terrible at every level. We have to stop it, but there are ways we can stop it. Biden administration, this is one of their greatest failings and it bothers me tremendously. And we need to keep focusing attention on it. That's what I do as the state attorney general. Most assuredly, that's what I'll do as governor. And as governor, I'm going to even have a louder voice to make sure these things happen. Because I think more and more governors need to speak out about the utter, utter uh, destruction that's ensuing because of Biden's disastrous border policy. And I'd urge everyone listening, track what we do. Go to patrickmorrissey.com, 2Rs1S, and um, learn more about the work that we're doing and uh, how you might want to help out and get engaged. Uh, we're doing great things in the arena and speaking out, but also backing it up with a, a big stick. Now, Patrick, uh, one of the things I'd like to ask you about and, and let the listeners hear, we've got a lot of Florida people, residents and tourism that come from West Virginia who live here or either vacation here or either stay here through the winter because you guys have some pretty cold winters. So sure. they come down and they stay. And uh, 
how important it is for them to understand about the fentanyl and the open border issue? Because a lot of people think it only is affecting Texas, it's only affecting Florida. They don't think that any of this stuff's affecting other states. Yeah, how is so this? Absolutely, it's a great question. And I'm fond of saying that every state is a border state and West Virginia feels the impact of Biden's disastrous immigration policy through the fentanyl that's flooding into our streets that's derived from China. And there's a direct effect of what's going on. And when Biden administration doesn't do its job and they fail miserably, West Virginians die at an alarming rate. So I am deeply disturbed about it. We step up and we take action. We've tried to convince the DEA and the uh, Homeland Security Department to do their jobs. We brought litigation against them. We've been working with our sister states on a lot of different policies and litigation to try to protect the homeland. That should be President Biden's top charge, protect the homeland. And when you do that, good things happen. He's the commander in chief. He needs to make sure that he faithfully executes the laws that enforces them, but he's not doing that. And to me, there are a lot of problems with the Biden administration. You could point to inflation, you could point to Bidenomics, you could point to the corruption, but I think that this disastrous border policy has to be at or near the top of the list because people are dying and it can all be avoided. Now you brought up another point. Uh, we've talked about the immigration. We've talked about the fentanyl impacts on states, including West Virginia. You just said something magical, the inflation. How is that affecting West Virginia? And what do you think you can do to address and, and uh, deal with that? Look, I mean, inflation is really uh, hurting our families badly. When Biden administration came in, they tried to put these rules in place to make it harder for natural gas to flourish, um, for uh, American energy independence to remain in place. That's what President Trump helped bring us. And these guys went in the exact opposite direction. When they did that, they made uh, the price of energy start to rise and rise and rise. And that's not only meaning that you're paying higher at the gas pump, or for your utility bills, because they tried to, they have been going after coal, and that increases the price that you're paying at the power grid. But when you do that, you actually start to see price increases for goods and services, the food you eat, the products that you buy at the uh, store go up, and they've gone up and up and up. And in West Virginia, where our standard of living it's not where we'd like it to be. We want it to grow. There's a disproportionate impact when the traditional commodities, the goods, the services that people need, the essentials to survive, when those prices go through the roof, people hurt. And people are hurting in West Virginia because of Bidenomics. And I think that that was yet another reason why we need to get them out of office. And uh, 2000, January 20th, 2025 can't come soon enough. Well, they've talked about we've turned the Senate, we've turned the uh, White House into nothing more than a nursing home for uh, uh, it's just got people out of date. They're too old to function. Biden is going to be in his 80s. If he does get another term, he'll be way too old and probably will not live out his term or be able to be physically healthy to do that term. One of the candidates said that you're looking at Kamala Harris 
truly being the president. And that would be disastrous for us. We've seen the importance of Senate. We've seen the importance of Congress. Florida has seen the impacts of Georgia losing a Senate race and it changing the majority of the Senate and turning uh, issues and problems federally that have affected states and regions. We've got a great governor that's fought them off and defended us, but there's a lot of governors that just passively allow this to occur. We've also understand the importance that we need to keep the majority of governors because if that starts shifting and changing, we're going to be impacted. It's just going to be a disaster. Now, as you as you take over the state of West Virginia, how do you plan to fight off any kind of uh, federal push to make West Virginia? I, I think truly that uh, the current administration wants to make every state the same in this country. And I personally don't want to live like people live in Portland or California or San Francisco. I don't want to see drugs open. How do you plan as governor to be able to stand against that? Well, one of the plans that I have that's going to really help our country as a whole, in addition to West Virginia, is we're going to take the inherent power that exists within state governments, and we're going to serve as a much more forceful block and check against federal government overreach. Number one, we're going to make sure that their power is more limited uh, as it was prescribed under the Constitution. And we're also going to make sure that states and our citizens have the ability to continue to manage their own affairs the way our founders envisioned. So when I become governor, we're going to have every one of the state agencies that I direct, they're all going to be looking at federal overreach, federal regulations, woke ideas, the crazy stuff. And there will be a mechanism within West Virginia state government where we're going to be issuing more challenges than you could possibly imagine to go after all these crazy policies. But then it gets better. We're going to work with the red states and any state that wants to oppose the federal Leviathan, because we're going to make sure that there is a powerful counterweight uh, to the federal government that historically has pushed its way through to displace state governments and ultimately citizens' freedoms. That's how we're going to take back our country. And I'm excited about it because the governor in the right place can do unbelievable things. That's what we're going to do out of West Virginia. And I would just urge people, this is going to affect folks across the country. If you're listening right now and you want a, a guy who doesn't just talk the talk, but the guy that brought us huge victories, West Virginia VPA, Waters United States rule, we sued and we've defeated the Biden administration and built large 2025 state coalitions doing so. Now imagine as governor, when we can serve as a ringleader to bring a lot of governors together to go after all these terrible policies. I think that's gonna make a huge difference for America. And so I'm hopeful that wherever you are, wherever you may be listening, go online, patrickmorrissey.com, M-O-R-R-I-S-E-Y. Chip in whatever you're comfortable with, help us join the fight to make sure that we're uh, doing the things we need to do to push back on all these crazy policies because they're hurting America and a smaller limited government on the federal government side means more freedom for citizens and we need to be fighting for that. I love what you said and I agree totally. I wanna to bring out something that I heard again in Atlanta last week. The Massachusetts governor has 
launched an attack on the state of Georgia because of their morals and values that they push out. And I heard the governor of Georgia responding, saying, hey, we're, we're not going to do that. You're not going to bully us into being a state like you guys are because we don't want to be. But without a strong governor and without a strong leadership, that would change because a governor sitting back not saying anything is going to allow the attacks to occur. They're going to happen and it's going to bring more chaos. They're actually running ads, national ads attacking other states out of Massachusetts because they have different morals and values than that governor believes up there. And they're using taxpayers' dollars to do it. So it's, it's, I agree with you totally. If you have the majority of governors or a large group of governors show up, they're going to stand and their voice is going to be stronger than one or two governors out there fighting. So we keep all the states strong because that battle is not just West Virginia anymore. It is the United States of America. And I heard someone ask this and I, I saw it in a movie and I can't recall what it was, but they asked um, the actor, what um, what makes America the greatest country in the world? And he actually looked up and said, it's not the greatest we're almost dead last in many in education. We're, we're so far behind in drug overdose and suicide and to compared to the rest of the world. He goes, why do you think we're the greatest if we're there? those? And that's a very valid point that we're not focusing on our homeland and focusing on our internal part. And we're losing to the world right now. And that's something that, that America needs to wake up in every state needs to wake up. And I encourage our listeners, tell them again how they can support and donate to you because we need to get you in office. Well, we need to support it. Absolutely. If you're listening right now, there may be an inclination to say, well, what on earth do we have to do with that state? Shouldn't I focus on our own states or the federal offices? And I would argue this. If you want to truly put in place a checking mechanism against an overreaching federal government, all the craziness that you see, you're going to have to get it through the states organizing together on legal, on policy, on economic and political issues to be the force that can compete with the feds. And I think that's very doable, but it hasn't been done at the level that I'm envisioning. It, you've had individual states step up and do really good things. And I applaud that. But I'm talking about a much more organized and uh, effective effort where a lot of the states are coming together and pushing these policies far more aggressively. And think about what that does nationally. It's a way to finally have authorities in, to check what's going on in the feds. And it's also going to help a lot of people that are elected to federal office know that they can look to this structure that's always weighing in to do the right things to get power and freedom back closer to home and that really matters go yep. to my website patrickmorrissey.com help out talk to your friends i i need to have thousands and thousands of patriots step up because undoubtedly i'm going to get some of the far left billionaires who don't like this approach who actually want to have authoritarianism they want to move towards socialism. We must fight them. We cannot give up. We have to retain what our founders gave us and fight for it. Well, I want our listeners to understand, too, West Virginia borders North Carolina. North Carolina borders South Carolina. South Carolina borders Georgia. And Georgia borders Florida. The infection 
doesn't just stay in one area. It flows and it's flowing our way. And we need to keep these roadblocks strong. We need to keep these borders strong. And uh, I agree wholeheartedly. I want our listeners to understand whether you're vacationing or listening around the country, let's support Attorney General Morrissey and make him West Virginia's next governor. I want to appreciate you being on the show today, talking, and uh, welcome you back anytime. Hey, thanks so much, Joe. I really appreciate it. And uh, we're going to have a lot of fun because this is about our freedom. This is about our future. And uh, we're on the right side here. And I would love to see so many patriots uh, join our great effort. I agree. Thank you. And have a great weekend. And remember, live, work, shop, play. Not just Florida, not just West Virginia, but America. Have a good weekend.